The Today Manufacturing Podcast offers a powerful and unique perspective on the biggest stories impacting U.S. manufacturers. Anna Wells, David Manti, and Jeff Ranke apply their experience as editors of industry-leading brands Manufacturing.net and Industrial Equipment News in providing in-depth analysis of the latest headlines. Their insight, along with a mix of humor and human interest, makes Today in Manufacturing a go-to source. Keep pace with supply chain challenges, electric vehicle developments, labor struggles, robotics, and more by listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Today in Manufacturing podcast. I'm Nolan Beilstein, and welcome to another episode of Gen Z in Manufacturing, a podcast where I talk with young workers about their jobs in the manufacturing industry and what they look for from an employer. For this episode, I welcome Max Fisher, a 25-year-old product manager at Infor, a company that provides business cloud software products specialized by industry. Fisher began working for Infor in 2021 after graduating from Furman and Clemson. While in college, Fisher collected three bachelor's degrees, two master's degrees, and won an ACC championship as a member of the Clemson Tigers men's soccer team. Fisher has held three roles at Infor and currently manages Infor's newly launched enterprise automation solution and innovation showcase program. In this role, Fisher combines his technical, organizational, communication, and business skills to bring a product to market and grow the Infor OS business. Before we hear from Fisher, please make sure to like and share this episode of Gen Z and Manufacturing. If you are a member of Gen Z and would like to discuss your experience in the manufacturing industry, please contact me, Nolan Bilstein, at nolan at IEN.com. Okay, so I was looking at, you know, a little bit of your background information. You got degrees in physics, applied mathematics, information technology, mechanical engineering, computer science. So pretty well-rounded. What, what were the keys to transitioning from college to your current job at Infor? Uh, so transitioning to a current job here at Infor, I've uh, been through a couple roles as well. Um, been with Infor for about two years. Came in as a product operations analyst, moved into a project management role, and now a product manager, but still doing a little bit of that project management. Um, how that's helped me is a, um, like, like you listed, a couple undergraduate degrees, a couple master's degrees, um, a lot of technical background. Uh, but I, I think that only gets you so far. There's a lot of people skills as well. Um, being in, in, at M4, an IT software development business, that works a lot with, you know, manufacturing industries and helping businesses, you know, grow and streamline all their processes in terms of ERP and whatever have you. Um, you know, you also need that business and kind of teamwork aspect of it. And so, you know, taking all that technical background, knowing the technical stuff is great, but needing to have a relationship with customers and being able to understand their issues, you need a little bit of personality and a bit of teamwork there, um, which I think as well with my college background, playing a bit of soccer, I was able to kind of combine those things together. Describe what drew you to Infor. So what drew me to Infor, um, you know, really out of college, um, actually kind of still in college, doing a lot of, you know, technology-focused things. Had a buddy I played soccer with go to Infor, kind of brought me to their page, and then I looked a little bit about them. You know, they're owned by Cook Industries. I knew that's a good, uh, you know, good brand. Um, and with that, you know, looking more about what Infor does, well, they work in all these different industries uh, for software. So it's not just, you know, a specific sort of manufacturing. You know, they also are in uh, process and distribution, healthcare, all these different, you know, aspects of business. And so that really drew me so that someone, like you said, has five different degrees, doesn't really know exactly what they want to do. They just kind of know technology. Uh, help me decide, hey, let's go with Infor because I have a breadth of knowledge and a breadth of places I can work in. How have your duties changed from, uh, you said you started as 
product operation analyst and then product project manager and now you're a product manager how have those duties changed across all those positions so um, I'll start with you know the one commonality is it it's you know helping customers that's like the biggest thing uh, is for me is, is to help customers you know every day we're in customer calls but how that role has changed has kind of been that backseat of analyzing how customer projects are going and what we can do better to actually then running the customer projects being in day to day day in day out you know making sure things happen um, and projects get done and now as a product manager you know creating a product going to market to help customers understand it uh, also build a roadmap for what the next steps are for the future um, and then enable everyone to get actual business value out of it and you've been at Infor for about a little over two years now a little over two years yep so that's three roles in about two years did it ever feel overwhelming or too much for someone in their young younger 20s doing all of this and having all these responsibilities oh a hundred percent you know, g- getting out of college and just getting a job in general, having a little money in your pocket. The last thing you want to do is you know, sometimes sit down, uh, maybe on a Friday afternoon, whenever it hits about five o'clock and finish whatever you're working on. You want to go do something else with your friends. But again, a lot of discipline um, and, you know, knowing, do, doing what's required and getting these things done help a lot in the future. You know, I think, you know, keeping a strict, you know, dur- during the week, waking up early, getting your job done really helps you know, weekends and maybe some afternoons where you can go and enjoy yourself. So, I mean, you talked a little bit about how your position contributes to the manufacturing industry, but could you expand a little more on what exactly that you do helps profit the manufacturing industry? Yeah, hundred percent. So, um, you know, M4 as a business you know, historically has been around ERP. And so that's how a manufacturing, uh, you know, customer would manage all the supplies. And that's getting all of their uh, resources in. That could be on the HR side. It could be on actual, you know, physical inventory, uh, how to manage that inventory and how to send it out, um, process it and send it out to whoever's going to distribute for them. And so all that requires systems, right? And how are those systems going to talk to each other? Um, And so where I fit in is in the N4OS layer, which is how all those systems integrate all together. And then what can you do with all the data? And so say you've got as a business uh, three or four different systems. You've got a CRM uh, for your um, you know, customers. You've got your uh, you know, main ERP, you know, ha- tracking all your vendors, all your supplies. Um, and maybe you have some third party data, maybe an IoT sensor in, in, your, um, in one of your warehouses, right? Or one of your shop floors. And so all that data needs to talk to each other. And so going into helping customers connect with that data. And so it's all in one place instead of having to go to six different screens with six different logins. And then that's kind of the basics. And then it goes to what can we do further? You know, how can we forecast um, better? How can we, you know, score these different vendors and find the next best vendor that we can work with to get our supplies, you know, maybe better quality, maybe better on time, um, maybe, maybe for a cheaper cost. And so I, I really work into once that's all that is together, how can we take it to the next level and help maybe automate some processes or predict some things? Uh, that's that's it's uh, it's very high level, uh, but that's sort of the, the general buckets we, we put them in. And at your current role, I know you told me that you manage the innovation showcase program and you do that alongside other college graduates, recent college graduates. How often are you conversing with other Gen Z aged workers compared to working with some of your older coworkers? 
So uh, as part of the N4S team, um, I help manage our interns uh, program. We do it every single year and we bring in, look to bring in six to eight. And so uh, I'm usually one of their points of contact. It's good to have another young, it's good to have people younger than me as well, uh, working in manufacturing. Uh, but then my team, direct team, uh, we've got three recent college graduates um, that I talk with every single day. Um, you know, they are project managers for a lot of these innovation showcase projects. If you want to know more on that, it's out on YouTube. Um, but th that's usually kind of how it goes. It's, it's more my team are the, are the younger folk. Um, and we try to blend in as best we can. Do you find it easier to work with people your own age? It, it's a give and a take. Um, yes, in terms of communication styles, you know, we like to communicate the same, uh, use the same slang. Uh, all are on the same, uh, you know, social medias. And so it's, it's all pretty easy to communicate with. Uh, but the other aspect, it's not, not as you know, easy, is that, you know, some experience is needed and some knowledge in the field. And so having some of those older uh, colleagues able to mentor us and kind of guide us to, uh, you know, what, what is being done, that will challenge those things. Um, but having that guidance and having some people that are older uh, and more experienced, I should say, not just older, really help us, me and my team, you know, progress in our careers. You mentioned that um, sometimes lingos can get mixed up and different ways of communicating. So for the older and younger workers that are having a hard time communicating with each other, how would what kind of advice would you give to them to bridge that generational gap? Uh, the biggest thing that's helped me out and my boss, Satish Bhatt, does a great job of it. He gets on the phone and takes the time to explain things to me in the way I'll, I'll, I'll like to hear. Because a lot of times we'll go back and forth and we'll argue. Uh, but it's that face-to-face -face that we might not be, we, you might not get through an email. You might not get through a text. Thank the Lord we've got Zoom and Teams um, and these applications that we can actually talk to each other and, and get as face-to-face -face as we can right now um, in a more digital era. But taking that time and showing you care um, and you know, getting that communication real time is really, really important. And what do you see for yourself at Infor in the coming years? The cliche would be just up and up, just titles, titles, titles. But really for me, it's it's more about helping more customers, um, being able to spread out what my team does as part of Innovation Showcases out to a much wider audience uh, at Infor. You may not have been exposed to this at your current workplace, or maybe you have, and maybe hear stories about um, some of your friends who've gone into similar careers, but have you ever seen any tension or heard of any tension between older generations in the workplace and younger generations regarding work ethic or how to carry out a task? I would say yes, uh, in some aspects, no in some aspects. Again, there's the whole we're very digital driven now, so you can't physically see somebody working and you can't physically see the effort they're putting in um, as well as you can't physically be in the room or have someone looking over your shoulder to say, oh, hey, might want not want to do that. Might want to try it this way. So I, I don't think there's there's much difference in that work ethic, but I think our perception of it has changed a little bit. For example, maybe you see somebody that's away on their computer. That does not mean that they're not working. Um, I, I do a lot of things now as a Gen Z, and I've got it here right at my desk with my iPad. Um, and so I might be away from my computer. And so instead of someone seeing me at my desk or seeing me online uh, as part of like a Teams or a, however, or Slack, um, I might be out in my living room doing research on my, on my own iPad. So 
it's more about that perception of, of if you're working hard or not. I think everyone else is working their butts off. And do you work remotely? I do work remotely um, and I travel. I, I'm based in Nashville, Tennessee, and I travel into our office in Alpharetta, Georgia, roughly once or twice a month. Do you prefer the remote work option? And do you get the sense that other Gen Z aged people also think that way? So I, I can see where working remote is ideal because you can travel wherever you want, work wherever you want. Uh, but I do get sometimes that competitive itch. That's why I, I try to get in off as much as I can, try to get, uh, you know, to a customer site as much as I can. Because if I see someone else working hard, that's going to push myself to work even harder. Um, do I enjoy it? It's got its perks. But also, I do like that camaraderie you get in an office. Um, so I think maybe a blend would be the best for me. But for right now, I, I do enjoy what I'm doing at the moment. Um, what advice do you have for employers in the software development or manufacturing industry that would help them attract and keep Gen Z workers? Well, the, the number one, I mean, m- m- money is the, the big driver there. Uh, but in terms of, you know, just being a good employer would be showing passion, showing care. Um, I, I try to, a big thing I try to live by is, is show up. Um, and so if you've got someone showing up for you and, you know, taking the time out of their day to talk to somebody and not just shoot an email or shoot a text, I think that's a, a big step forward. And finally, how can Gen Z contribute, in your opinion, to innovation in software development that potentially older generations hadn't considered? It, the big one is, is ask questions. Um, having a generation, kind of the first generation, really, to grow up with a cell phone in their hand um, and being you know, um, exposed to a technology all their lives, looking at maybe a business process that's been around for 25, 30 years, Ask that question, wait, why do we do this? Why don't we do this? Why are we doing this in this fashion? Why aren't we skipping this step to do this? This could be so much more efficient. I think asking questions is the biggest thing um, that could help someone in Gen Z, uh, you know, help streamline and help put innovation in in the workplace. Thanks for joining this episode of Gen Z and Manufacturing. To see previous episodes, you can visit manufacturing.net, in.com, infomag.com, designdevelopmenttoday.com, or mbtmag.com. If you are a member of Gen Z and would like to discuss your experience in the manufacturing industry, you can reach me at nolan at IEN.com. For Max Fisher, I'm Nolan Beilstein, and this is Gen Z in Manufacturing.